Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. I want to thank you for, for believing in me and for following and for going, trusting God uh, under my leadership. And um, it's something that I... I don't take for granted, and I, I don't need that, man. I tell you because I tell you because you know the, the weight of responsibility is 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 massive, but I I carry it lightly because I know that God God has it all. It's His church, and we are His people, and so because of that, it'll continue to grow. I'll give you guys a break. Give it up for our musos. Um, really tonight, I just want to share a, a short word, but I really want to encourage you. And for, for some of us, this is stuff that we have been doing all along. For some of us, this is going to be new. But for some of us, I, I pray that it reignites a fire within us to go again. So I'm preaching to the choir tonight. I really want to talk about the health of church, our health. Um, it, you know, you get to a certain age and... Uh, your doctor or the surgery calls you to make an appointment for you to come and see them for a checkup. You get to a certain age, right? Uh, with babies, people get sick, then you take them. But we, we get to a certain age, men and women, where the dental, so the, the doctor's surgery has on their diary, it's that time of the year to call you in for a checkup. Not saying that I had one of those phone calls, but recently, I went to my doctor just to get some antihistamines, man, because my hay fever was just going crazy. And I, I tell you, since moving to New Zealand, I was never allergic to anything. Since moving to New Zealand, I've become softer. <laughs> so I went to my doctor's, and this particular, my, my actual GP wasn't there some, the lady that runs the surgery was there. So I got to see her. And she's like, as you can see, I'm not Nick. I was like, yes, you are not Nick. She sat me down. I was in a hurry because I, all, I knew this was, just take five minutes, man. Type some numbers. Get me the script. I'm out of here. But no, she decides to sit me down. And as she's talking to me, out comes the blood pressure cuff thing. And she's like, when was the last time you were here? I was like, I don't know. I never come to the doctors. So she looks up on the computer and she's like, hmm, 2015. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's take your blood pressure. On goes the thing. And it's one of those automated, she pushes a button and it, and I'm like, the heck is this? And so she's like, that's good. Your blood pressure is good. And so I'm like, okay, can I just have the script? So I gotta go. Click, click, click. She's like, hmm, does diabetes run in your family? I'm like, no way. I said, um, in my mom's family. Great, okay, cool. So um, she checks on the computer. Okay, so I see that we haven't taken your bloods in a long time. Why don't we book you in for a blood? I said, look, I'm happy to book another appointment to come and get blood. She's like, no, the nurse is right here. Let's do it now. 
I'm like, she's, she's an Asian lady, right? And she's just like, no, 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 let's do it now. Let's do it now, 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 now. And Malaysian, Asian. She's like, now, la. Okay, cool. So I get up. It's like, can I have my script? Oh, it'll be waiting for you at the front desk. <sighs> Went and sat down. And this lovely nurse tried to take my blood. Yep. So she like, you know, she's like, oh, I can't seem to find the thing. I was like, okay, try the other side. She did it. And, um, you know, a couple of prods of the needle. I'm like, oh, cool. And, and blood came, blood started flowing out. And, and then afterwards she said to me, how do you say goodbye from where your people come from? <laughs> and I was like, Mother. She's like, oh, what tribe are you? And I'm like, I'm Fijian. She's like, oh. So I don't know what she thought about me. But in a PC kind of way, she tried to ask, where are you people from? I'm like, I think I feel a bit offended by that. Health checks. And I think, um, you know, team nights are meant to be opportunity for us to just check out our health. Who's in the room? Who's sitting next to you? Uh, when was the last time someone asked you a health check question? When was the last time someone just looked into your eyes and said to you, how are you doing? How are you really doing? I find that often we brush past the first time. Hey, we kind of go, you're good, really good. Don't ask me another question. No, no, how are you really going? <laughs> and, and that's, you kind of shy back because you, you kind of go, do I open it up now? Or are you just asking because you're trying to be nice? Or when do I actually get to connect? Because dare I say, sometimes in our e-groups, we get there and small talk, small talk, small talk, play the DVD and discuss, discuss, discuss. And we pray, nine o'clock, I'm out. That was the past. I find particularly, and I, I hear it across the church with e-groups now, particularly men's groups, is study finishes at nine, and then the jug goes on, and then the brothers now deal. Conversations that happen. Like I had one of the guys who like stayed for ages, his wife texted to say, where are you? Oh, I'm still at Tico's house, still talking. Okay, are you coming home? You know, like stuff like that. Like, Bro, you got to go because you got work tomorrow. So have I. You know, like conversations like that. When was the last time you got to sit with somebody and you got to have level up conversations? Not that I am better than you, but I am, I'm concerned for you. And I, and I want to see you thrive. And I want to see you in a healthy place. Because you all know, like we have our phones the whole world is on our fingertips here. You can be in your own world right here, right now. But we've lost the art of conversation. We've lost the art of connecting with people. 
uh, one thing I was reminded uh, in conversations this year is we long to be a part of community, yet because of society, we've, we've lost touch with what it actually means to be family. Because there's so many models of what family is. What I want to say tonight, our model of family is kingdom of God. Uh, Johnny was doing um, his, where's Johnny? Johnny was doing his assignment, that's your mom. Johnny was doing his assignment and, and called me up and he says, um, so this question in my assignment right now um, asks the question, so is church influenced by your pastor's culture? And I thought about it for a minute, and I said, well, Johnny, what do you think? He's like, oh, well, you know, I think more brown people are joining our church. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and so as, as, we, as we unpacked it, as we unpacked it, this came to light, is that where we all come from is, is the point, that, that, is the point that, that we've started from, right? Here's the thing. I may be Fijian. That's who I am, not Tongan. <laughs> I may be Fijian. And that's and my culture is my reference. But where I operate from is kingdom of God. I'm not interested in, in having this church full of Fijians. I'm actually not interested. I'm glad we've got our family who are here. But here's the thing. Here's the family of the kingdom is where every single person is welcome here. This is a place where it doesn't matter what color, creed, where your people are from. This is a place where you can belong. Now, here's the, here's the issue is that sometimes, you know, I mean, we, we clearly have introverts and extroverts. What I want to say is that that's a, that's, a, that's a good kind of place to kind of understand how, what re-energizes you. But when it comes to kingdom... We are interfacing with people not based on our personality type. Kingdom means I will come and meet with you at a level. Pastor, e-group leader, host, musician, whatever you are, new person. We meet on a level where we kind of go, because at the foot of the cross, it's level ground. There's, there's no higher places for priests. There's no lower places for Joe blogs. It's equal. And, and so often, um, people, because of our backgrounds of where we all come from, our church backgrounds before we came here, sometimes we bring baggage with us that, that is unsettled there, and we bring it into a house where, where there's freedom, and we kind of go, deal with it. And what I want to say is, that's okay, but you need to bring it to, a, to, to people that are able to help you, not people who just chew the fat with you and, 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 and have some, you know, little pity party on the, on the side and, 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 and forget that actually we've left that for a reason. We've come, we've connected, we've, we're starting to sow into a house because we believe in, in God's heart for the house of God and for his people. Can I just read some scripture? Uh, 3 John 
uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Healthy things must grow. It's God's order. Healthy things must grow. And the soul of the church needs to be healthy in order that it would grow. I had a, a conversation just yesterday, recently, with another, another dude, another guy, and, and we were talking about places that we've come from. And, and you know, we're saying, oh, this is what we used to do, and this is what we used to do, and, 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 and he was saying, but when we came to Equippers, there was something about you guys that I'd never experienced before. I said, well, you're still talking like an outsider. What do you mean you guys and your church? I, I just kind of took the conversation to that level, and I said, well, you're still talking like you're on the outside, and equipers is there. Like you need to talk like our church and our house. And, you know, so you can hear it in conversation with people, their proximity into the heart of the house, the soul of the house. Is, am I taking ownership? Is this my place? Or am I still, you know, kind of on the outside looking in? I want to say, Pastor Peter's reminded us of this earlier on the years, like it's actually okay for people to come to our church and just be our guest. And we want to create that opportunity for people to come and be our guest. Hey, look, just like, you know, you're a guest in my house, I will do your dishes, I will cook for you, I will clean up after you, I will open the door for you, because that's what you do for your guests, Right? But you can't expect to be uh, like a, a, someone who belongs with a guest mentality. A guest can't make all these you know, requests because they're not the paying. You know, they're just there to be your guest. You're serving them. Here in this room, I believe we are not guests. Who would come out on a midweek and sew in and build together and get re-envisioned? It's not a guest. It's people who've decided, who've just said, yep, this is going to be my house. Do you know my dad always said to us as kids before we would leave to go to someone else's house, you know the drill when the parents do the talk? Now just remember who you are and who you represent. That literally is the talk. Now, he's saying a few words, but we know there's a whole list of things that come into our minds as to you are now representing me and your mom as you go into that house. And that was heavy. Like, any of the parents have done that to your children? Have you said that to your children? Like, just remember who we are. Just remember who you're representing. You are not your own. And so for us, as we go into the world, as you go into your workplaces, you're not just you. You may have got the job, you get paid for your job, but you represent us. We represent each other. We represent the King of Kings. 
what we do, what we say, actually speaks about the soul of our house. <laughs> I love in Psalm 1. It says, As blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of, uh, that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. The person is like a tree planted by streams of water that which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Who are you sitting with? Who are you sitting with at work that when mocking, when, you know, when, 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 when things happen, we don't say anything. We don't challenge it. You see, you can pass judgment, but you cannot be judgmental. We have to judge the actions of our friends, but you cannot be judgmental thinking you are better than them. Health will always produce growth, whereas a brand cannot do that. We are called Equippers Church, and that is who we are, but that's our brand. And the health comes from the people who are in Equippers Church. Health comes because we are real people who have real feelings and have real needs. It's about carrying our burdens together. If I'm carrying my burden, I'll come to you and you go, hey, let's take that to Jesus and leave it there. Don't let that person leave with that burden without doing anything with it. So why do we exist? Equippers Church, churches all around the world, we exist to equip people for life through faith in Jesus Christ. We equip people for life through faith in Jesus Christ. We are all ministers. I may carry the tag pastor, but you, we are all ministers. Everywhere we go, we carry the word, the light, the love, the joy of God in all places that we go to. How do we behave? Does our behavior reflect our values, the values of the kingdom? If I were to ask you, or, or uh, yeah, what, what are our heartbeats that, are, that, that they are of our values? What are our heartbeats? H starts, is, uh, H represents honor. E. A. R. T. Okay, if you don't know any of those, or if you didn't know, uh, you can sign up to DNA. Because it's not, it's, I'm telling you, it's not just some class. DNA tells you why we do what we do. I mean, recently, you guys just did DNA. Hey, cool. Rocco and um, Valerie did uh, DNA. Uh, and, and Nick's been amazing doing uh, DNA. Penny's been doing it earlier. But I think all of us uh, need to go through DNA so we understand what we're about. So if you haven't done that, I would encourage you to do that. 
They're, they're, they're our core values. And everything that we do comes out of our core values. When we are serving uh, a meal, not just in church, but in our homes or in our workplaces, we do it with excellence. When we're speaking to people, we're calling out honor in them. We're seeing the gift of God over their life and not tripping over who they're not. Every, every opportunity we get, we're reaching out. Whenever we get together, I, it, it, can I be honest? It really gets to me sometimes when we come into church and we're just in our own vibe. And, and, and we're just like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, check, check health, check the health. What's going on? You know, like we need to be able to get out of our comfort zone and we need to step into someone's world and just bless them. Just bless them. Whenever you come, ask God, Father, give me a word, someone to speak in season into someone's life. Just, I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing to someone. I'm just not coming to consume. I'm not just coming as a guest. I'm here as a host to host your presence because in your presence there's life. Okay. You got to ask the question what are we doing? What are we doing? As a church, there's so many ideas going on in here that I'm asking God to land the butterflies, dumb down the, the noise, and let me hear the sound. And yes, it's happening. We're here to equip people. I'm not going to try and be clever. And use clever words. It's going to be simple. We're here to build teams. If you're a team leader, you have one job. Build your team. We're here to, as equipers churches, we're called to plant churches. Not only are we raising up new ones, but we are CPRing other churches who are just tired and, and are feeling like, oh, we can't move forward. Like Pastor Bruce, what he's been doing in all of Europe the European church is massive. What they thought was an old institution that's dying, it's being revived from our heart. See, it's, church for me is not about the amount of people we gather. It's about the significant relationships that, that we're able to make. So, you know, I mean, we're always speaking faith over this room and we're saying no more empty seats, right? And we speak it out in faith, but we gotta go, who's sitting next to me? Who's it that's around me now? Let me not miss that and keep looking out that way and seeing the empty seats. Who's sitting next to me? Who's gonna take responsibility for this growth? I want to say us. I hope you say me, us together, that we will take responsibility to make sure we're healthy and that we're growing. We cannot over-communicate truth. We cannot over-communicate our heart, our vision, our core values. This is something I'm learning this year. Here's the thing. Jesus is our chief cornerstone, right? 
So if Jesus is there, everything we do must align with him. So I'm, I'm calling for creativity. I'm calling for, for vision for what God has, we've not seen happen here before. And I want you to, to kind of go, oh, does this align with a chief cornerstone? Because if it does, let's hear about it. I don't want it to be some lost dream, that some ambition that we had. It's got to be from the Spirit of God. So if we ask the question, so who, is our, who are our weight carriers? Who are those people that will uh, be solid, stable people in our church? These are the people. There are people who will pray into our vision, sow into our vision, and serve into our vision. It's real simple. Pray, for, like I need you to be praying for me. I, I, I desperately need you to be praying. Oh, I need it. I can do what I do because I know that the church is behind me, not just with words, but praying. I need your prayers. I need your prayers. Thank you. Sowing. We, we, we can't just keep giving ideas. We have to sow financially into the vision. And we do that by not only tithes and offerings. Like We've got a miracle offering that we're going to have middle of next year. And I want us to just begin to pray into that on, this, on an aside. If we've, if we've like given a pledge to our building offering, can we continue to honor that? Because it's not my idea. It wasn't like it's God's idea. And we do want a house for us a permanent house, so let's continue to push with that. Can I just encourage you to do that? Don't let the roadblock be the stoppage. It was between us and God that we made that covenant. Not between man, between God and us. And serve into the vision. Find a place of service. Find a place where you can connect. Find a place where you could do something. Many hands make light work, but it's not about the work. We serve because we connect with people. That is the main thing. Can I just give you a, a, an overview of what I'm thinking about in terms of our approach to next year? Now, I'm going to gather the team together, and we're going to nut this down. So our, our core leadership team, our pastoral team, and we're going to nut this down, and we're going to tell you the plan. But just as an overview, can I give you that? So the approach to next year, we have this heart for discipleship. We need to grow healthy, mature believers. No longer is it going to be okay for us to just kind of dilly-dally. There's so much at stake that we need to commit to this, and we need to be mature in our faith in order to achieve what God has for us. So, there's a, there's, a, there's a circle. I tried to do it on PowerPoint today, but I couldn't. So my son was busy, so. <laughs> and counter nights. Next year, we'd love to schedule in encounter nights of worship where people just come and encounter the presence of God together. In terms of our connections, in through our e-groups, I think we need to do a, a, another push. You know, there's only about 139 people 
in our church that's involved in an e-group. And dare I say, not so regularly. What we want to do is we want to get everybody in an e-group because it's our primary vehicle for pastoral care. When someone comes with a need, the first thing we want to do is saying, whose e-group are you in? Because that tells me that you're connected and there's already people in your world. So we want to have that conversation with people. It's just like, it's not like a burden thing. It's just going, whose e-group are you in? Oh, you're not. Let's go. Let's go and find something for you. We've had a lady who came with Christian, their friend. She was in our church two weeks ago. She was in e-group two weeks after. The conversation needs to be quick. If you're not in an e-group, that is your connection point. I mean, you get to do your own Bible study, but it's about connection with people. Teams, serving. Like we have a few events that we'd love to plan for next year, but we just want to do stuff together to enjoy each other's company, but to serve our city. One of those things is like, oh, it's hungry. That's a winner. Like we literally just gather people and we go and we serve our city. There's other opportunities. I'd love if anyone's uh, keen to do a, a Tonga mission or Philippine mission, there's an India mission, Brazil mission next year, you need to let us know. All right, so that you could go. That's an overseas mission, short-term overseas mission. But we are committed to doing mission here in Christchurch. Value. This year was such a success, and the ladies absolutely loved it. Next year, what we'd love to do is invite their partners and their husbands to come as well. That'll be amazing. So we've got some ideas. I mean, talk to Shannon. <laughs> Um, teaching, we really feel like we need opportunity to gather people so we can have teaching nights. Teach them about the Bible, teach them how to read the Bible, teach them how to understand the Bible. Prayer nights where people learn how to pray and what to pray in different seasons. We're, we're going to create opportunities. And here's what, I, here's what I'm proposing is that when we go into a teaching segment, that all e-groups come to it. So we would pause e-group studies and everybody do the teaching night together. And we could pull from across our movement of superstars, of guys who are like Jedis, who can speak and have authority over areas to come and speak to us. And so that we all learn together. Great. Lastly, personal discipline. I think it's been, it's, it's great to have like all of church fasting initiatives and, you know, but I want to challenge you. How often are you fasting? What is your personal discipleship and personal disciplines look like? Are those in place? Who's keeping you accountable? Who's keeping you accountable with that? Like make it a thing. If, if you haven't got anything, find one thing that you can do. Like pray every day. Like praying tongues. Like fasting. Like reading your Bible. That's how growth will come. It's simple. Like it's the song that we all sang at Sunday school. Read your Bible, pray every day. And you'll grow, grow, grow. It's that simple. Personal disciplines. That's it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.